That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up, everyone? It's Dr. Will Cole, and welcome to The Art of Being Well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam. I started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers in the world over a decade ago, and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum, which is newly on paperback, and Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, and there's lots of free resources there for you as well, you can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. All right, let's get to today's guest. Her name is Rachel Katzman. Rachel Katzman is the co-founder of Pevolve and co-founder and former CEO of Cuvée Beauty a hair care line she sold in 2019. Katzman co-founded Pevolve in 2017 after experiencing her own personal evolution through movement. After years of breaking down her body from high-impact fitness methods while living with scoliosis, she was looking for a type of movement that not only gave her physical results she desired, but would help her feel good too. Through functional movement, she learned the importance of understanding her body and how movement can both strengthen and heal. An entrepreneur at heart, Katzman turned the Pevolve method into a global brand, establishing it as a new science-backed standard in women's health and fitness with a fierce determination to help women all over the world feel powerful in their minds and bodies throughout their entire life. A rapidly growing startup, Pevolve is an omni-channel lifestyle brand with a global on-demand movement platform, a patented equipment line, three studio locations, and franchise opportunities worldwide. All right, let's get right to it. You're going to learn so much about functional movement, her own health journey with Lyme disease, and what she did to recover. This is Rachel Katzman's Art of Being Well. Rachel Katzman, thanks for coming on The Art of Being Well. 
Hi, Dr. Well. So excited to be here. So before we started recording, we talked about, you're based in New York, right? How, how's, and then you, you're in the city, you moved to the Hamptons. How's, how's life in the Hamptons? I love it. It's very peaceful and quiet. You know, I used to come out here in the summer and during COVID, I came out here and never went back. I was recently diagnosed with Lyme disease, which I'm sure we'll get into, but I really, you know, needed to remove myself from the city and kind of the hustle and bustle and really just focus on my healing in more of a quiet and calm setting. Yeah. I, I saw so much of that with my patient base and friends and the wellness space that that moved to different parts of the world, both in New York and in, L in LA. So yeah. Do you think you'll go back to the city permanently or, or stay in the country? No, I'm, I like it. You know, I miss getting in the car, running errands and just not hearing any noise. There's stars. I can get out in the morning and get natural sunlight. And I think it makes you appreciate these things a lot more. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a country boy myself. Yeah. I, I like the, the, the cow fields over the city for sure. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about your journey with Lyme. You, you mentioned it. Uh, how, how did you find out you had Lyme? What symptoms are you having? There's a lot of people that are, it's one of our top patient bases as far as the telehealth clinic here. So there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast that are struggling with different autoimmune inflammatory problems and, and many people within the Lyme world as well. So what was your journey like? Yeah, you know, I was lucky in the fact that I found the tick bites and I found the ticks on me. Uh, this was in summer of 2020. And I got hit really hard, you know, within probably three, four months, I went down. And I had symptoms from probably night sweats being the most dramatic. Like, I didn't even know my body could sweat that much. Um, muscle stiffness brain fog, couldn't get out of bed, nausea, just everything really. And I instantly knew within a couple of days, something was off in my body. You know, I considered myself prior to that to really live a healthy lifestyle, which I then soon realized, I think I was pretty surface level on that, but I just started making my rounds to different doctors. And I think for me, it was finding the right doctor that I connected with. You know, there were some doctors that I met with that were just, maybe you have depression. I'm like, well, of course I went from functioning, running the company, being normal to overnight, can't do any of those things. Mm -hmm. And until I really found a doctor that I connected with, you know, and started doing a lot of testing and then it came back positive, it was almost a sign of like relief. You know, I'm not crazy. I know there's something wrong. And then yeah. how are we going to treat this? And I went on four months of antibiotic, felt better, got off supplements, IVs. And really for the next six months, it was this roller coaster up and downs. And last summer, I really needed to kind of dig deep and understand that this healing I needed to do needs to start from within. You know, mm -hmm. I can take my supplements and not eat these foods and not eat this, but that wasn't really sustainable. And once I really started understanding that at the time when I got those tick bites, I was running a company. It was COVID. Uh, I was going through a divorce. I probably had a lot of gut issues prior. All of these internal stressors is truly why I think I got hit so hard the way that I did. 
um, and just kind of started needing to deal with a lot of that. And I've been, I've been feeling knock on wood pretty good right now, but it's a journey, you know? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's what you're saying is definitely the confluence of factors that I see all too often. Sadly, this, this perfect storm of mental, emotional stress issues in our life paired with some exposure to a bacterial toxin or viral toxin or mold toxin. And it's the tipping point. It's the straw that broke the camel's back for many people. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm glad you're feeling great. And I'm, 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 I'm excited. I know how debilitating chronic Lyme, Lyme disease, other chronic illnesses like that, it can really impact your quality of life. And you're running a company at that, at that time as yeah. well. Yeah. So what was, what was that like? I mean, you, 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 let's talk about Pevolve. I'm such a fan of what you're doing there. Thank you. You, you co-founded it in 2017. So can we go back to that time and sort of the genesis of this brilliant brand? Yeah, you know, I was early 20s and I, I didn't really, first I'll say I didn't really grow up, you know, as an athlete or really leading an active life. My family wasn't that active. And in my early 20s, I just looked in the mirror one day and I'm like, who is that person? I don't even mm-hmm. recognize this person. And so I'm like, I think I need to start taking care of myself. And for me, that first step was finding an exercise routine, finding a class that I enjoyed. So I started bouncing around and I not only wasn't seeing the physical result that I was after, but I was in excruciating back pain. I got diagnosed with scoliosis and I kind of was like, okay, I have two choices. I can push through this pain or I'm just, you know, going to stop moving. And I feel like that was really the time when this pain equals gain you got to be dripping sweat when you walk mm-hmm. out of the gym hunched over, you know, mindset was going on. So I just continued to push forward. I met my trainer, which would soon to be husband, co-founder, ex-husband. Um, but he, you know, started educating me on my body and really taught me that there's a different way to move my body. And, you know, I had my amazing, incredible transformation, I quickly saw the physical results I wanted, my back pain went away. And we kind of set out to create this method and create this company and really, you know, design a method specifically for women that's dedicated to strengthening, supporting and restoring your body. Mm-hmm. And that's really through, you know, functional movement and low impact exercises that are strengthening the muscles that you want to shape, but really, you know, the stabilizers around those muscles. So you're really addressing, addressing weaknesses, you're healing, lingering injuries, you're creating balance, strengthening your flexibility, range of motion, all of these important factors that are, go- that are going to lead to long-term sustainable fitness. And once I saw really the healing powers it had on me, I was like, what more can we do with movement? Like, wow, movement can be more than just six pack abs and a lifted ass, you know, it really can be healing. So we brought on doctors and a clinical advisory board and really just started creating this amazing content, everything from pelvic floor strengthening to cycle syncing to a back strengthening series that just got done with a two year clinical study that we can now say our back strengthening series will clinically you know, help improve your lower back pain, which is it's pretty amazing. So it's been a, a long, fun journey. 
Oh my goodness. It, it's, it's, it sounds amazing, but a lot of hard work as well. For sure. Yeah. The, the term you used here is functional movement. And obviously everybody listens to the podcast knows about functional medicine, but that word functional is used a lot in different spaces. So functional movement, let's, maybe it's a newer term for people that are, that are listening right now. What does functional movement mean for you? So I think the word functional just in and of itself for me is really about from the inside out and something that's sustainable. You know, there's, yes, there are shortcuts, but they're not long-term. You know, I can do something crazy if I want to, people can go on a, a crazy diet and drop weight, but then what happens after they do that? So I think it's really about something sustainable and looking at things from the inside out. And for me, functional movement, you know, the way you move your body in that workout is only a small percentage of the day. And mm -hmm. I like to think of it as my workout shouldn't start and stop when I push play on a video or I walk into a class and I leave. It really should be enhancing the way that I'm, you know, living my life daily. So it should yeah. be helping me when I go to pick up a heavy box that I don't throw my back out and I know how to, you know, use my glutes to do that or for all of our moms out there that are help strengthening their posture and their core so that when they're have their newborn, you know, they're not creating injuries. So I think it's really just looking at yourself from the inside out and you know how to you have one body and that is yeah. your, you know, vehicle to life and you have to take care of it. Got it. So the everyday things that we're doing around our life, picking things up, uh, the, the activities that whether you're working or yeah. you're working from home, no matter what, it, it's, it's allowing us to live our lives in a, in a stronger way, in a more flexible way, in a more stabilized way. I, I think it's very much important. Two things that you mentioned here that earlier was the first one was the low back study, the clinical trial in the low back. So what, what did that trial involve? What, what do people do? And, and tell us the, the research around it. People will be geeking out about this. Yes. Yeah, so I can say a little bit right now, more is going to be published later in the year. Um, but we were at the University of Minnesota and it was a two-year trial, you know, of taking patients with chronic lower back pain and patients who were doing PVOLV and patients that were doing um, another method. And the results were amazing. I mean, their back pain went away. They felt that they could perform activities better. They felt stronger. And, you know, sometimes you don't appreciate your body and the things that it can do until it's taken mm -hmm. away from you, especially me going through my own personal journeys with back pain, Lyme, all these different things like this really is such a big part of my heart of making sure that we are creating programs for, you know, different need states, especially one like this. And so for us to be able to come out and say, you know, that this is not smoke and mirrors. We really can do these things and have a dramatic impact on people's lives. You know, movement is so important, whether it's for five minutes, 10 minutes, 50 minutes a day. And sometimes people think there's no options for them out there. Out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited. You know, this is the first of many. We really believe in proving the efficacy of this method. Mm, I'm excited to see the data. Take me through what does a functional movement class session with Pvolve look like for people that are looking to stabilize, become stronger, um, but to live life more functional? 
Yeah, you know, it really depends how you want to start with us. If you want to start in our sculpting, our low impact cardio, or just really in the recovery world. And if you're brand new, there's, you know, progressive workouts. So you can start, you can learn kind of the basics and our moves and our language. But it really is, you know, going to be activating muscles that you may have thought weren't even there. And kind of, you might be feeling, oh, I didn't even know I had that muscle in my butt or in my inner thigh or here. And um, really lengthening and opening up the body. And I think a lot of our work, you know, start standing and kind of bigger ranges of motion to get everything opened up and then, you know, targeting those smaller muscles and getting very focused. You can do everything with your own body weight. We do have equipment. We do have our own patented specialized equipment that is really just enhancers and kind of tools. But we really, it really is personal. You know, our PVOL stands for personal evolution. And it really depends on what you are coming here to do. And that's really how you would get started. Mm, great. And another thing that you mentioned earlier that you really focus on and a lot of people are struggling with is pelvic floor weakness, pelvic floor dysfunctions. Can you talk a little bit about the, what are maybe some signs and symptoms of pelvic floor weakness? Maybe people don't even know they have it and should look into it further and educate themselves. But a lot of people do know they have that problem maybe after having children, et cetera, as we age. So what's going on there? What, what are you seeing? Well, I think it's amazing. Even if you just look in the market, how many people are actually talking about this right now? You know, that yeah. wasn't the case a couple of years ago. So I think the fact that so many women's topics are being talked about is amazing. So when it comes True. to pelvic floor, I think if you know you have something that's probably, um, there's a lot more people who are in tune if they have an issue. I think it's really for the people who don't, you know, I think until you go to get pregnant or really experience childbirth, a lot of that conversation isn't talked about. You know, someone like me, when we started developing our pelvic floor strengthening, I was like, why do I have to strengthen my pelvic floor? Oh, I know how to do that. I know how to do that. And when I was working with our resident pelvic floor specialist, I was like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Oh my God. Like I was freaking out. And because we're not taught that, you know, it's muscle. It has to be activated. Um, it helps strengthen your core. There's so many benefits to that. So I think I've really been impressed with our members who didn't know they needed that until they tried it and kind of the benefits they've seen after they've gone through a lot of those classes. Yeah. And people, it's Kegels are part of it, but it's not the yeah. totality of it. I mean, it's a lot more, there's a lot of functional movements that we can do to really men and women, whoever you are to, to um, strengthen your pelvic floor. Like what are some, like what's an example of people that are of a P-Volve session that strengthens the pelvic floor? I would say we use our P-Ball for that, which is one of our products. Um, it's a little, like think of Pilates ball with a resistance band around it. And I think that's a great tool for tapping into those deep muscles. And it really is a lot of breath work. You know, I thought I knew how to do a Kegel. No, I did not. You know, I, I really, it's, it's actually really difficult. But when you kind of can tap into those muscles, just the amount of strength you have in your core. So usually for those classes, it's a lot of mat work. And then we take you to standing so that you can focus on the breath, focus on contracting that. And then can you, you know, really have that same feeling once you're standing up and kind of moving 
more side to side and doing more balance work. Got it. Got it. So wait, if you don't mind, you, you thought you knew how to do Kegels. I agree (laughs) with you. Like, I feel like we all like, yeah, we could do that. Right. It's, it's pretty self-explanatory once you know it, but what, what do you feel like a lot of people are doing wrong when it comes to, if they even are being consistent with Kegels, what are the mistakes people are making? I think, I mean, this is what I thought. So I'll just speak personally in our little, you know, group of women that were testing this program on our team. I think for a lot of us, we felt like you just kind of hold in, like if you're holding in your pee and that's it, you know, you're just like, okay, I'm sucking it and like releasing. (laughs) And it's a lot more than that, a lot more in depth than that. And I think really for me, the breath was a big component of that. But I think that's what a lot of people think. You just like hold in and you're done. But it's really the functional aspect of it. How are you living your life beyond, like you mentioned, the start and stop of that video or that mm-hmm. exercise that you see online? How are you living your life as far as the strengthening of, of it all? It's a great, great point. So where do you see like over the next coming years? I mean, now that things are getting back to normal in the world, what's the next phase for for Pevolve? So we just recently went through a kind of big brand evolution. Um, and it really, for me, that was about, obviously I had my own evolution since starting this company, our members and just all of their stories. And we just visually wanted to represent the benefits, um, that you can get from this method. And we're launching our first ever supplement, our nutrition, it's called recover nine. Um, and that's really all about, restoring muscle function, restoring muscle soreness. It has all nine essential amino acids with a combination of pomegranate in there to really, you know, just make sure that you can move daily. We really think moving daily is so important and now you can. Mm -hmm. Um, We have franchises that are opening and we're just going to continue to develop more really women's health specific content. I don't think there's enough of that out there and especially around education you know, everything from menopause to uh, hormonal health and just continuing to partner with different doctors to really co-create this amazing content. Love it. And something that you mentioned earlier when we're talking about functional movements, restorative things that versus that super high intensity workout that has its time in place, but as a doctor that consults people with autoimmunity and chronic mm-hmm. fatigue syndrome and mold toxin, Lyme disease, co-infections. I have to say what you are offering people is really the path that people need to be focusing on, have that really sustainable, supportive of the parasympathetic, if that makes sense, something where the body's already wired and tired and burnt out and yeah. really fried for a lack of better words that I really, maybe can, can you talk about you personally, mm-hmm. why the, beyond this being your company, just like, like removing yourself from being the co-founder, just as a person that's gone through Lyme disease, why these functional movements are a lot more congruent with your healing than this constant high intensity, uh, super intense workouts. Yeah. You know, I could, literally cry when I just, it's these type of um, illnesses and like the invisible illness, I'll call it. It's so heartbreaking. You feel like your whole life's taken away from you. So for me, when I was, you know, at my lowest, 
and not being able to kind of be in control of my body, that movement component, you know, especially from a mindset perspective was so important to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, really, even if it was just for five minutes, I needed to, to the best that I could just open everything up and get things flowing and moving. And really what that did from a mindset perspective was life-changing. I mean, I still wake up, the bottom of my feet are so just like wound up and tight in my hands and my neck. And I have a whole stretching routine that I do in the morning and have my, you know, my foot on the massage ball and rolling that out. And I notice a big difference when I do that in the morning and when I don't do that in the morning. And I think it, for me, was really changing the mindset from a workout to movement and being okay with that. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay if I just sit here and stretch for 10 minutes. That's awesome. That's still going to have such a big, you know, impact for my healing journey and my health along the way. And I think the mind component is still something that, you know, we need to be working mm-hmm. out and working at, even when you're kind of at the lowest of lows. Yeah, so true. And as your healing evolves, as your health improves over time, I'm sure like what I work on with patients is that you can do more, but you have to meet your body where it's at. And it's not all about high intensity and more is better. You're absolutely right. These restorative foundational things are so they're not given the respect they deserve. And hopefully we're changing that with this conversation that people really need to help that. And you said you're going to find muscles you didn't even know you had because it's just because we're talking about very stabilizing things, it doesn't mean that it's weak. These are the core things that you need uh, to feel your best. Yeah, I mean, it can be so intense. And I think that's a lot of uh, what we hear from our members is that was not easy. You know, and it actually gets more challenging, I think, as you continue with your practice because you're really strengthening that mind-to-body connection. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, what this is for me it's really about educating, you know, our members on their body and getting to know your body and listening to what it needs for that day. Like at the end of the day, we all just want to feel good. Like, yeah, I want to look good, but more importantly, I want to feel good. Cause when yeah. you don't feel good, nothing else matters. It, nothing. Yeah. And you know, when you really get to know your body on a deeper level, you can know what it needs for the day. Maybe today I only need that 10 minute, you know, warm up class, or maybe tomorrow, I feel like I can do a 30 minute sculpt. And maybe the next day, I just want to go for a little walk outside. But Mm -hmm. knowing your body and giving it, you know, the respect to really make those choices and listening to those choices is, is what it's all about. Yeah, I love that you're teaching people that it's so true. There's many people beat themselves up because they think, oh, in my mind, I'd planned this morning to do this high intensity mm-hmm. workout or this heavyweight workout or go in a long run. There has to be a grace and a lightness and a flexibility to these things, especially if you're healing from a health problem. Whether yeah. you're healing from a health invisible illness or not, this is about a human thing of just meeting your body where it's at and not very many platforms and companies teach people that art of being well. This is why the podcast <laughs> is called what it is. But it's just some days you need those those lighter, more restorative things. Yeah. Um, and it's, it definitely takes a while, you know, to get in tune with yourself. It's not overnight. And I think 
that's really, you know, the sustainable aspect. It's like day by day, you, you get to know your body and you get more in tune with it and you, you just take it day by day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. So Rachel Katzman, this is the art of being well, and you listen to the podcast, you know, yes. what I'm about to dig into. This is Rachel Katzman's art of being well. I want to know more about you. First question, you're stuck on a desert island and you have one food and one food only purely on nutrient density and survival, not on taste. Okay. But it could be taste too, yeah. <laughs> uh, but pr- primarily nutrient density. What would that food be for you? So I would probably be having like a bad flare up because I'd be so stressed that I was stuck on the desert island. So <laughs> I would go with pomegranate because of their, you know, anti-inflammatory properties, but I'm also just obsessed with pomegranates right now. It tastes <laughs> so good. Yeah. And you mentioned having pomegranate extract in your new supplement. Is that yes. out yet? When does that come out? It is out. Yep. It is out. It's per- perfect. And essential amino acids are up there too. Absolutely important for thriving and survival too. <laughs> um, all right. Next question, completely opposite side of it. You are Moving, removing uh, nutrient density and health benefits aside, purely on taste alone and deliciousness, what's that one food if you only had one food to have for the rest of your life? Probably dark chocolate. I love sweets. I could eat them all day long. <laughs> so what's your favorite? I mean, do you have a favorite brand of dark chocolates? What are we talking about? Oh, I mean, I like like actual 90, 100% dark chocolate. Uh, okay. There's this brand, I think it's an- Antidote. I'll make sure that that's the brand, but it's like the cleanest one I've found, but I love baking and baking healthy ish, but anything like just dark chocolate, brownies, coconut, all of that. Love it. Love it. What's your favorite thing to, to bake? If you had to pick. Mm, probably brownies or cookies. Yeah. What, what, what type of flour are you using? Is you, are you gluten-free? Are you? I am gluten-free. I, I probably coconut flour. Oat flour here. Oh, tiger nut flour. I've just discovered. What do you think of that, Dr. Will? You like that? I love tiger nut flour. Okay, it's, good. It's approved. It's, it's approved, approved for most okay. people. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. that one I'm liking. Yeah, which is, interestingly enough, not a nut. Right. <laughs> it's sort of like a little root plant. Have you ever uh, had tiger nut butter? I have not. I've had tiger nut flour. I've eaten tiger nuts, but not tiger nut butter. How is yeah. it? Yeah. It's unbelievable. I actually think it's better than any of the other nut butters out there. Just like a little bit. So good. Cool. Yeah. So a lot of our patients that have nut sensitivities, they're off of nuts for a time or nut allergies, tiger nuts, they think, oh, I can't have this, but it's actually not a nut. So yeah, it, it is approved for people that have <laughs> nut problems and it's great for baking and nut-free alternatives. Great. What are two supplements for you personally that have been the biggest game changers for your health journey with Lyme and and healing from that? I think honestly, vitamin D and zinc. I mean, I've, you know, there's times I've been on an entire list too long of supplements and vitamins, but I was so deficient in just essential, essential, you know, vitamins and minerals. And I think I really noticed a difference when I'm not on those two. Yeah. I mean, they're master regulators of the immune system, inflammation. Yeah. Um, yeah, tons of data around it too. What's the latest non-food, non-supplement, wellness tool, biohack that you're really into? IVs. I okay. really love IVs. I went 
kind of, I did like a really intense six week treatment recently for my Lyme and a lot of IVs. And that really helped, um, especially the NAD IVs. But, you know, I know a lot of people don't have access to that. And my second thing would be just nature and sunlight. I mean, when I get out in the morning and just put my face in the sun, Mm -hmm. I mean, my whole, my whole day is different. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, so NAD, uh, IV, how often do you get IVs? Like what, what, what's your experience with them? I do like weekly right now just to, you know, maintain or if I'm very stressed out at work and can feel kind of those symptoms arising, I might do two times a week, but I did in December, really six week intensive. I went to a place out in Huntington, New York, and, you know, it was detox and vitamins and then NAD. And I think that really, you know, helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Wow. Great. And you're absolutely right. This research around forest bathing, get out, getting out in nature, completely free yeah. and very helpful for our mood, inflammation levels, our immune system, tons of great things there. Um, all right. Next question. What is one wellness myth that you would like to dispel maybe for your own, in your own health journey that you've seen? I think that pain doesn't always equal gain. Hmm. And just that movement, it can mean, and it can be so much more for you. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Um, that might be the, the, uh, the title for the podcast. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Next question. What's a wellness brand? It could be a food. It could be a snack. It could be a product that you've, you mentioned the chocolate already, but we'll put yeah. all the links in the show notes, but what's a brand that you're really just digging lately? Okay, so I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right. I think it's pronounced cured, but it's K-Y-O-O-R-D. It's an olive oil brand. And I am like obsessed. I had to, for a period of time, kind of get off all the oils and everything when I was at my low point. Um, But now that I'm introducing those back in, this one, I can tolerate it. I love it. It tastes good. And there's nothing better than just a really delicious olive oil. Nice. I think, I can't tell you for sure. I get sent a lot of really cool things. I'm pretty sure I have it. I haven't tried it yet, but it's I'm pretty like sure. It's like in a that, white white bottle yes. and it has like a wood top. Yeah. It's so amazing. I, ha- I haven't tried it, but I've seen the bottle somewhere around here. Uh, it's, I mean, sure. What, what do you like about it? Is it the taste, the polyphenol content? What's... Yeah, I mean, the, the polyphenol content is what drove me and kind of interests me at first. Um, and I just tried it and I was like, holy crap, like this is, you You really just need a little bit, you know, because yeah. it, it is pretty strong, but you try it and I want to hear if you like it. <laughs> yeah, right. And you mentioned at some point in your healing journey, not being able to tolerate, you, you do keep, decrease fat. So what was the issues with fats that you had? And you mentioned tolerating this type of healthy polyphenol rich olive oil better. So people are going to be curious about that. You know, I, looking back, I definitely had some underlying gut issues that I wasn't addressing before. Um, and I think this kind of made everything come out times 10 Yeah, and especially going and being on four months of strong antibiotic. Right. Even though I was taking a probiotic, I was, you know, but still coming off that it was almost like, my stomach issues were getting worse every single month. I mean, I couldn't eat, you know, a lot of the foods that I used to eat. Literally, I had to go back to basics of certain fruits, certain vegetables, like steamed, 
nothing. And some days I'd feel fine on those meals. The next day I'd try to replicate and I'd be a disaster. So I really, you know, kind of almost stopped treating the line and focused on my stomach. Mm-hmm. And I think that's made a dramatic difference in my overall health. Yeah. Oh, that's profound. I mean, that's exactly what I see for a lot of people clinically is that it's the, what I, what we call the bioterrain. It's basically the environment in which these different pathogens, bacteria, Borrelia or yeah. uh, viruses. I mean, people can not, there's a time and place for, especially with acute Lyme for rounds of doxycycline and antibiotics, but and it also can really, it could be a necessary tool but it also really can wreck your gut, uh, antibiotic use, especially chronic antibiotic use. And then you end up with just this sort of weak system and it's sometimes needed, but you have to really, at a certain point in your health journey, really work on restoring gut health and a lot of other things will fall in place. And ma- fat malabsorption and maldigestion yeah. is a part of that when your gut's not healthy. And it doesn't mean the fat isn't good, but you have to get your gut healthy enough to be able to digest these things. But I'm glad you're back to having these lovely Me too. fats. <laughs> I missed it. It was a uh, pretty um, bland for a moment, but I can appreciate <laughs> uh, those healing powers I was getting from the food. Great. What's a spiritual practice or a mindfulness practice that has been the biggest game changer for you personally? I think learning to just sit alone and like just quiet my mind, you know, meditation definitely. But I had a lot of trouble with that. I really can never shut my mind off. Um, (laughs) And just learning to really, no matter where I am, if I'm alone in my house, if I'm at the office, wherever I am, just if I need a moment to sit and take it. And most recently, um, breath work. I've been really, really getting into breath work. Love it. I say this all the time, but the people that tell me all oh, meditation's not for me. They're the people that typically need to do it the most. I was that person. That was me. That definitely was me for so long. Like I can't, I can't, but I'm telling you, like, I really think I look back at my whole healing journey and I think it's almost like that needed to happen to me because I needed to stop being so surface and really look at myself and like holistically take care of myself. Cause I don't think I was, you know, on a sustainable path. Mm-hmm. And I think the the mindset component is one that we don't want to pay attention to because that kind of is the hardest one. You know, I yeah. can sit and give you great advice, but sometimes it's harder to take my own advice than it is to give it. <laughs> so I think the mindset, it's such, it's the biggest game changer, but it's the most challenging. So true. So true. So what breath work, you mentioned breath work. What, what's breath work look like for you? What's that practice look like? Um, well, that was me before this podcast, trying to calm myself down. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I just keep it simple, you know, just a couple breaths in, hold it, release. And I really try to start my day even before I get out of bed with that. And if things are chaotic at work, I just close my eyes and I just breathe, you know, even after every workout I do, that's how I end it. I just sit on, lay down flat, hand on my heart, hand on my belly and just three to four breaths in, hold it and then let it out. And I just instantly calm down. I love that. So you, uh, that's a beautiful way to end workouts actually that, that Shavasana, 
uh, end of yoga, but it could, whether you're doing yoga or not, it's yeah. a great way to kind of segue yourself back into, into life. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite restaurant in the world? Ooh. And what do you order there? Probably so many. I mean, anything in Italy and on like the Amalfi Coast. I love the Lemon Tree Restaurant in Capri. And there, like zucchini pasta. Anywhere you go in Italy and you get zucchini pasta, I just can't recreate it here. Just, <laughs> it's impossible. It's so, so good. So is this pasta with zucchini or yes. pasta made from zucchini? Pasta with zucchini. Okay. And it's so just... I- next level. Love it. So I see this sometimes with patients that go on vacation in Europe or European patients. Gluten tends to be more tolerable there. I mean, there's different aspects to this conversation within our space, whether it's like the spraying of the crops in the States more or the hybridization of the grain supply. You mentioned being gluten-free here in the States and maybe you're in the Amalfi Coast or Capri. Like what do you notice a difference between gluten? A hundred percent. I think not only with the flowers, but the vegetables as well. I mean, I can tolerate tomatoes better over in Italy than I can here. And actually what is pretty interesting, you know, now that I'm in the country and in the summertime, all the farms and I go to them multiple times a week, I can tolerate certain vegetables I feel like that are um, seasonally than prior when I was in the city, you know, going to the the market and just buying whatever. So I think it really, you know, you know better than me, but it's, you know, I think it's the way that it's harvested and it's grown and the soil and they're not spraying all the crap on everything. But I definitely have an easier time being um, less sensitive to different things over in Europe. Yeah. That's definitely what a lot of our patients have seen over the years. And another component of it as well, I always think, okay, what combination of factors are we looking at here? But one of the factors is, I think, stress. I mean, we'll talk about living in the city versus living in the country or being on vacation. This headspace, going back to that mindset component of it, what's the headspace in which you are even eating that food? Uh, Digestion and the gut-brain axis looks completely different the more that parasympathetic, that resting, digesting mechanism in the body is is supported. It's it's interesting. I, it's I, so I, fascinating. More studies need to be done at looking at all these factors that we're talking about here, but it's something clinically that I see all too often needs to be explored. All right, next question. What's the weirdest wellness thing that you're willing to admit, admit on a podcast that you've done? I feel like I haven't done anything that crazy. I don't know. It may not, that. maybe nothing. Maybe you're just that mainstream, Rachel. <laughs> Do the IVs count? I feel like that's probably as far as I've taken it right now. I haven't. I was going to say that for some people, probably they've never yeah. done it before. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You mentioned going out in nature, but do you have any other free or low cost things that people can do right now to really start improving their wellness? I would say finding literally a three minute little kind of like wake up stretch routine that you just get out of your bed. And you, I mean, that can be as simple as rolling your shoulders out, you know, side bending or just like twisting your body, just getting things to move and open up or rolling out your foot, going outside, taking a quick walk, breathing in fresh air. But for me, you know, getting outside in the morning, but that just relieving that stiffness, 
mm-hmm. think if you don't relieve that first thing in the morning, you carry it with you for the rest of the day. And then it only gets worse and worse. You're sitting at your desk. And I yeah. think you just got to open everything up and stay fluid. You are, I'm feeling convicted in the best of ways because I don't prioritize stretching enough. And I know this is for me, I need to make this at <laughs> a priority because those tight muscles don't get any looser if you don't no. do, it, do something about it. And it's almost like once you kind of open that muscle and that joint up, you didn't even know that there was an issue there. I think right. sometimes people have these sensitivities and they just get used to it. And like, well, I, I, this is just how I feel. I walk around all day and it's okay. But until it's really relieved, you're like, whoa, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't even know I could feel this way. And it's, it really is a game changer. Um, but like little by little, you know, mm-hmm. Absolutely. five minutes here, five minutes there. Absolutely. Well, if you could only use one skincare product, what would that product be? I am obsessed with these pre-cleansing oils. Like I was always terrified of oils, but now I love this pre-cleansing oil by Environ. It's, I feel like made such a dramatic difference in my skin and just really getting into the oils. Nice. Right, next question. What is a book that you've read in the last year? It could be fiction, nonfiction. That's, that really got you thinking in a fresh new way and just shifted your perspective on things. So I'll, I'll admit I'm not the biggest reader, but I did recently read Emily Ratajkowski's book. And I just thought it was a really great message. You know, someone who's been really misunderstood, talk about don't judge a book by its cover and really about female empowerment. So I really, I, I thought it was I a great read message. It. What's the title of it? Oh my God, I'm blanking. It's okay. We'll put the link in the show yes, notes. Yes. We'll, we'll check it out. All right. Last question, Rachel. What's the best piece of advice that you've received in your life? Best piece of advice I've ever gotten. Okay. Can I do two? Can I do like a business yes. and then like a healing one? Uh, 100%. Okay. So business is listen to learn and not listen to respond. Mm. That oh. one has been very powerful for so me. So good. Wait, is that the healing of the business? Because that no, applies to both. That That's business. <laughs> All that's right. business. But that's and a life then, and a healing advice as well. Wow. Great. Yes. And then for healing, I think something that really changed my mindset was your disease and diagnosis doesn't define who you are. Um, I think for so long... I was in this mentality of, well, I have Lyme disease. Well, I can't do that. I have Lyme disease and I'm having this. And I'm, and I was almost like self-identifying with that. And my, that's literally how I felt and thought and talked. And I worked with this incredible spiritual healer. And that was one of the first things she said to me is doesn't define you. It's not who you are. So it's a part of you. You just have to learn how to live in harmony with it. And that, that really changed, you know, my outlook on everything. Wow. Two powerful <laughs> pieces of advice. Both are healing. Absolutely, man. This has been a wonderful conversation. What a great, great way to end. So before we go, tell everybody how they can get connected with what you're doing and what Pevolve is doing. Tell them all the things. 
So you can go to pvolve.com or at pvolve on social to find out more, see what we're up to. And I am at R. Katzman. Rachel, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, Dr. Will. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.